Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. So glad you are here again. Uh, welcome. We are uh, hours, hours removed from uh, a busy, busy uh, thir- Wednesday evening. Oh, my God. Uh, plenty of fun to be had. Thank you for uh, being part of it if you were there and or, uh, you know, maybe just there in spirit. Holy shit. It was um, quite an event. Let's get right into it. Uh, at around 5.30, 5.40, we went into who are these Justins? A little bit of background. That guy was on free beer and hot wings after I left. Uh, I at, When this story started to percolate about him doing a podcast. I was like, well, I should invite him on my show. We should chit chat. And, um, that'll be that make an ally. No response. Send him a note on messenger. Then I noticed when he was launching the podcast, he made his email available. I I reached out to him on that as well. Nothing. So what do you do when that happens? You actually utter the word, ah, fuck him. I'm just going to do my thing, and uh, he's going to be part of the uh, roasting world and the who are these universe. Which, again, I didn't, I can't take credit for that. That's all Carl. Which, by the way, in September, I will be at the live Who Are These podcast show in Detroit, and I want you to go meet me there. Don't ride with me. And uh, see the show live at the Magic Bag. Who are these live Dot com. Nope, that's not right. Anyway, go to whoarethesepodcast.com and there's a link to get tickets for that event at the Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan. So anyway, um, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do a review show of this guy because I listened to it and I was, I had a, it was tough. Um, this guy who, uh, he's, he's very, very um, full of himself about where he's been and where he's, um, taken himself in his uh, broadcast career. And I, I think flat out that it's a miracle that he's managed to do that. This guy may be a wizard behind the scenes, but there is no way in fucking hell he should be anywhere near a microphone. No, that the world is not ready. So after being ignored, I was like, all right, let's just do the show. So we got to work. Check. So, um, with that in mind, reached out to Ben, uh, began coming up with, uh, the audio. I heard yesterday, just before we got started from Nick, who is, has a, uh, a background in radio. And apparently he had made friends with Justin years before when they worked in Seattle. So just before we're ready to go live, a few hours before, uh, Nick writes, Hey, I just had a long talk with my old pal Justin from Free Bear and Hot Wings. We worked uh, together back in Seattle. I told him you are reviewing his show today. He said that he never got your note when you reached out. Now, I am not buying that. That's bullshit. I do not believe that. Apparently, he has a ton of unread messages everywhere from everyone reaching out. 
If you ever did want to get in touch with him, I can make it happen. He's a really good dude. I told him it might get rough, but just roll with it, and it'll be good for him. LOL. Now, I... Now, this is before Nick heard what we did to Justin. I mean, we brutalized him. At this point, I had put in hours and hours of work, a couple, maybe two hours of reviewing and pulling the clips and writing what I wanted to write and how I was going to talk about it on the show. So I'm like, well, okay, here's the conundrum. It's difficult me. It's difficult for me to review uh, a person if there's like a connection. Like in the event that we spoke and let's say we really hit it off and I really liked him. I would have a harder time ripping him a new asshole. But I just put in all that time and I was excited about the content that we had to review that I'm like, Hey, it's, it's kind of past. The moment is gone. You know? And I wrote back, I go, oh man, I don't know. It's going to be bad. Holy fuck. So brutal. Let's wait and see. It'll be very funny though. The review. And I hope it was. Uh, Nick says, well, I can't wait to hear it. Have fun. I'll be listening. I think he was actually in the uh, audience live when we were doing it on Patreon. Um, Right now, there's a handful of people that can actually get it on Patreon. If they've subscribed to uh, the $10 a month or have the free trial. I will make the audio available uh, in the next day or so. I, I, I can't actually put a timeline on it because I'm so stupidly busy on the back half of the next few days being a French fry cook. <laughs> but, okay. Um, first off, one of the things that caught a lot of attention both good and bad. Uh, was this clip right here? Now, those are mouth noises that Justin makes. <laughs> he talks. He. He does all that, all those wet clicks and slurps and splats and gross shit like that. And I kid you not, that was from the first two or three minutes of his first show. And I pulled them, connected them all together, and then amplified them. It's, I have said that, I said that off to, uh, more than no, actually I said off to one person and, uh, the response I got was I could only listen for one second and I, I had to stop it. Tyler says, I can't decide what was more boner killing Kelly's laugh track or Justin's wet pussy mouth. <laughs> God. Um, one of the other things 
that struck me was the over-editing. Where is that clip? He, um, what he does is he'll bust out a joke and then he'll actually insert a random laugh. And it, it sounds like it. It sounds like he's inserting a random laugh. He edits it in a way that it's over-edited. Words are banged together. There's no pauses. There's nothing natural about the speaking pattern. And it's you, you don't realize it until it's burning into your brain, and then it's actually fatiguing you. After sitting down for 30 minutes, well, to listen to the 30-minute show, and it took about two hours to get through it all and, and lift what I wanted, I, I felt beat up. Ryan says he never stops making those noises. It makes me get unhinged. Every moment he utters any word, his lips are smacking and saliva is fucking. I can't. This is an example of the laugh insertion. I have never slept like that. I mean, damn. Who needs Lunesta when you got yourself some crack? <laughs> the news anchor. Okay. I didn't tamper with that. The joke. Uh, you hear the mid-breath edit. And then the ha 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 ha. And then more words. It, it was, it's impossible to do that. I have never slept like that. I mean, damn. Who needs Lunesta when you got yourself some crack? <laughs> the news anchor. Yeah, this is a guy who prides himself as, hey, I was in market three. I am a professional. I am. I am so this. I am so that. There was one point in his show. He's like, I was embarrassed that I had to go and do a podcast. He actually admitted that. Uh, Corey uh, points out, yes, you can actually hear the cuts, the edits. One of the things about editing, if I finish a sentence and then during the natural course of what I'm saying, I, I'm exaggerating, but if I breathe in, if my edit is halfway through me taking in the air, that's what it sounds like. You have to go to where I either am starting to take the breath and you can't hear me sucking in the air or after. But if you do want to remove breaths, and I don't bother, that's what you need to do. You, and you can't do it in the middle of it because the breath is actually audible. You gotta, you can't cut the middle of a breath because it sounds like this. I have never slept like that. I mean, damn. Who needs Lunesta when you got yourself some crack? <laughs> the news anchor. Ryan writes, it's incredibly fascinating to me that this guy was in market three and clearly never received any vocal coaching. He has a strong enough voice, I agree, but everything else is so fucked, including his idea of what a podcast is supposed to sound like. Speaking of Ryan, he uh, Ryan reached out to me and he he uh, he says this. Ryan uh, writes, "Who are these? Justin's had me puking. The f the fucking sounds." <laughs> Yeah, it's a great show. The best part was when you edited yourself in the style of Justin. That's what I did on the show. You'll have to hear it. Um, 
I decided to give you a more proper version from one of your shows, Eric Zane. Since Justin uses a fucking laugh track that he recorded himself to insert pauses and break up monotony, I thought it would be more fitting for you to be swearing instead of laughing. So a big fraud Zane, weirdo sound, and the words, fuck that shit, is a proper monotony breaking up track for you. Give it a listen. Sign Ryan. Here's that. This is about a minute long. It's from a story about a local orthodontist who uh, likes to uh, stick uh, look at child porno. Oh my God. As soon as they discover child porno, they start to cooperate with authority. This guy's like, oh yeah, I got your back, man. I'll, I'll make sure that your computer is clean of all child porno. Ugh, fuck that shit. This fucking idiot is brilliant when it comes to adjusting teeth of people. What a fucking idiot. Calls upon a dude who immediately finds tons of child porno, according to police. Says to the cops, hey, we got a child porno with this Dr. Shannon here. We think he's into kids. They bust him. I guess they approached him. Cops are looking at the words he said after it was brought up. Supposedly criminated himself with his, ah, oh, well, I guess you found it. I guess that means I'm guilty. Ugh, fuck that shit. Dear patients, we're out of business. Call upon someone else. You don't owe us any money. Ugh, fuck that shit. Can you imagine being the financial officer for Shannon Orthodontics? You got a little bit on your plate, don't you? If you owe money to this guy, because if it's me, if I'm my buddy Jimmy, and I've got like a bill due for the braces, Ugh, fuck that shit. <laughs> I have never slept like that. I mean, damn. Who needs Lunesta when you got yourself some crack? <laughs> the news anchor. Kenny writes, this is if Eric went to the uh, school of Justin for a new podcast. Corey says he sounds like Andrew Tate in the beginning. Aram says, this sounds like AI. So that was, uh, that was exceptional. We then spent time uh, breaking down the old Billy Magoo and Zane show from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, that was also spectacular on who are these Zanes. And then we segue directly into uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which featured uh, more from Ben with the Ben and Bethany show. We were just review machines yesterday. I got done with it and I had been sitting in this chair actually talking into a microphone for uh, about six hours yesterday. And so uh, all of my time during the day was spent doing this, talking or getting ready to talk, you know, preparing so it was a, it was a full day, a big, big, uh, but, uh, so when I got done, it was like eight 35 our time here. And I went outside, I go, Hey, I gotta be out of that room, out of that chair, but I can't be just sitting around staring at a screen. I'm going to mow the lawn and boy, did I, man, I just crushed it. It, it was like getting dark when I'm finishing. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I got to do something physical. Holy shit. But uh, it was a blessing. I, uh, I I really enjoyed it. Thank you. That was uh, officially a big fraud Wednesday, a fraudulent Wednesday, and I owe it all to you. Thank you. 
uh, for, for being for being part of it. Kenny writes, in comparison, if Justin was quote-unquote podcasting yesterday, he would have spent an hour talking and six hours editing it. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, you see, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I've never really witnessed someone who, uh, I mean, radio is, 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 is a little different than podcasting. Um, there's things that you have to do to make it happen, but there's also things you don't have to do to make it happen that you did in the past. And one of those things is, uh, all of that extreme editing. I mean, it's one thing if it just sucks dick. If, if the guy just went on there and just spoke like the way a human being speaks, I think he, I guess he could have a shot, but when you're being a fucking phony and busting out shitty stand-up comedy with fake laughs inserted after the fact, because you think that that is not the way to do this. You are, no one is going to like that. It is so unnatural to post something like that and think, and I don't know who the, because if you were to go, the guy's got plenty of reviews of people saying, oh my God, this is great. Oh, I love this. I'm like, holy shit. That's the thing about podcast reviews. You get, uh, you get some wild fluctuations in people's interpretation of, uh, of what they're hearing. I, I see it myself. Most of the ones that I have, the horrible reviews, are from people who actually hate me, who don't like me. They don't like something I've done. They're upset at me about something. Um, so I, I, I get that. I mean, I, I can understand why they would, especially when you're anonymous on Apple podcasts or whatever review, you can, uh, be anonymous and then you, you write something, uh, shitty. God, some of the ones about me are just, they, they really get personal. Fuck. I get very few reviews. I don't, I don't beg for them. If they show up, they show up. Um, I think you can buy reviews. Very strange. Ryan writes, Eric, I've listened to podcasts where people started out of the blue, never spoken to a microphone before, and they have better control over their mouth noises and voice than a supposed seasoned pro. Yes. Um, this one's just reeks of Patrick. This one has to be Patrick. Subject line, big fraud Zane. Patrick always writes some of the most glowing things about your old pal EZ. It's actually, he, he does, he, he, he lays it on so thick every time that I'm like, oh God, it's like, I, I'm embarrassed because it's, you know, like when somebody gives you a bunch of compliments and you're like, oh, stop, stop, come on. That's how I feel whenever Patrick uh, starts to, uh, uh, and, and I appreciate it. He loves the show. He's spectacular. I can't even prove that this is him, but it sounds like something he would do. Great show. Big Fraud is the best storyteller in the business. The news and stories he covers always entertain. I love the interviews with President Trump 
and truly prove his star power. I am also subscribed on Patreon to get all of the other shows he has to offer. My favorite is Who Are These Free Beers? A show where he makes fun of his old show, Free Beer and Hot Wings, for for being completely inept and boring. Big Fraud Zane single-handedly brought Free Beer and Hot Wings to great heights, and now they are clueless about him. Are they clueless without him? The free podcast is great. I normally listen live on Twitch. I like the interactive features and platforms. Six out of five stars. That is one million percent Patrick. Patrick, you need to admit this. Yes or no, if you are listening live or watching live. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> he just says, yep, I, I did write that. <laughs> of course you did. But uh, we don't focus on the good ones. We focus on this one. Uh, not only boring, but... uh, And then I can't see the rest of it. I've even read this one before, but it's devastating. I thought I would enjoy this podcast since I'm a longtime Freebird and Hot Wings listener, but this is something of a different story. Something of a different sort. It's not entertaining. At least not for me. If you enjoy having Eric Zane shout... Incomplete nonsense and rambling about details of a football game, all with repeated extended pauses between phrases, then you've come to the right place. I thought I just landed on a dud episode, so I've given it a few chances. Each time is a disappointment for me. Uh, so I've now chosen to not give it a fourth chance. Best of luck to you, Eric Zane. Podcast garbage. Little man, hey, I know I'm little, so what? Little show, huge inferiority complex. I'm not sure I, I can define an inferiority inferiority complex. What does that mean? Does that mean that I lash out at people when I feel that they are bigger than me? I don't know. And then he says, mediocre show at best, but that's only if you like to listen to someone talk about burned bridges in his wake, taking zero accountability for anything that went wrong, as well as trashing listeners that stopped listening. Okay, I think that might be a former Zaniac. Inferiority complex. IMKO writes, a basic feeling of inadequacy and insecurity deriving from actual or imagined physical or psychological deficiency. Hmm. Well, no, uh, okay. Let's take a look at that. Do you feel inadequate? Well, yeah, sure. When I when things go don't go my way, I feel like a loser. Do I feel insecure? Yeah, I would say that. All right. Deriving from actual or imagined physical or psychological deficiency. So because I'm little, I... Yeah, I don't know, though. Poison for the soul. (laughs) If you like listening to a bitter old man throw a tantrum yelling nonsense to himself in his closet, this is the podcast for you. I hope he finds peace one day. I have tried to continue to support him over the years, but it's just ran its course with me. The bitterness and spite is just too much to listen to daily. 
Gross. Wow. Disgusting podcast. Host makes jokes about rape. Not cool. Also major sexist vibes. Uh, this person's pissed about politics. Boring is an understatement. What a waste of time. Boring interviews done by a stupid child. We don't need to hear your voice every day about the idiots in your family. God damn it. Now, the thing I've noticed about the reviews is when they first hit, they bother me. And then as time passes, I'm still here and they don't bother me as much because I'm still here. I'm still trying. I'm still doing this. So whatever. Who gives a fuck? Holy shit. Okay. Thank you for being part of uh, what we did on Patreon yesterday. Now, um, this show, this free podcast, as you know, happens every day right here, Monday through Friday. If you want the full show in its entirety, the thing to do is to pick it up on Twitch. So download the Twitch app on your mobile device and then search Eric Zane live, all one word. And then if you see a button, click it, follow, subscribe, link up Amazon Prime. If you're like, hey, how come I got all these commercials when I'm watching it live? Yeah, they do that. Amazon Prime does that. Or I should say uh, Twitch does that their own by Amazon um, but if you link up your Amazon prime account, all right, and then subscribe, then you're golden. You will not hit commercials. All right. So that's how you do that. Download the Twitch app. If you ever want to say hello or reach out to me, send me an email, Eric at Eric on the shorelineers striping inbox shorelineers striping. These guys stripe parking lots and workplaces. They are the best. Appreciate them. My pal, Tim Mayer. Shorelinerstriping.com. If you also need to have the athletic field striped, perhaps, if you're an AD or you know an AD from one of the uh, local schools or uh, associations or whatever, and you need an athletic field striped, uh, that Shoreliner Striping does it. The inside of a building, if you need, like, uh, Sometimes on a warehouse floor or manufacturing, you need to have certain areas striped, work zones, safety zones, things like that. Shoreliners does that. Shorelinerstriping.com. In uh, the great state of Michigan, they will travel for you. Uh, the full podcast, the audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. I guess throw a review at it, you know? We got to go and read some more of those. Um. Wherever you download shows, download and subscribe to the Eric Zane Show podcast. I have a Patreon, which you can access for free to uh, take a listen to some of the stuff I talked or, well, hell, all the things on Patreon are there for you. And you can sign up for free on a seven day free trial. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You need to put in a payment form when you do that. And, um. You'll be all good to go, and then after seven days, it will charge you, unless if you cancel it. If you cancel it, then you're good, okay? So thank you so much for that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Have a great day, though, if you're watching on Facebook and Twitter. I won't see you, um, but if you want, check out the rest of the show on face on Twitter. Oh, boy. On Twitch. Jesus. All right. Twitch and Facebook. Brought to you by 
Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And, of course, it's a video camera, so it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Ryan says, I used to compliment you until you told me to fuck off and stop it. Uh, Ryan says that reviewers should listen to the new edited version of dentist child porno segment. I think they'd like it better. All right. We had a big crowd last night watching the show, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Uh, we might even be knocking on the door of like 15 people in the live audience. <clears throat> that was great. Really enjoyed it. Okay. A lot more to get to today, but um, I, I I have to, God, get into this fucking Carly Russell thing. A couple of things. Um, this is the woman in Alabama who went missing and then turned up 49 hours later and said, oh yeah, I was abducted. And uh, no one is believing this crazy chick, but no one is really coming out and saying it. They're kind of saying it, but they're not really saying it. Now, I'm pretty sure she did something illegal. Okay? If you call 911 and report a crime, and then there is no crime or there's no uh, emergency, if you call 911 and report an emergency, and there is no emergency... You can get in trouble for that. And if you then make it seem like you were kidnapped and you say you were kidnapped and you lie to the police and say, hey, I was kidnapped, but you weren't kidnapped and it's all bullshit. You can't do that. Now, 
in this chick's world, all she has to do is say, well, I already gave my statement. That's the truth. I'm not talking to you about it anymore. Um, you shouldn't be able to do that. But I think she's attempting this. I don't know if she'll be successful. Uh, but they have clammed up now the family and her. And now the cops are like, well, they haven't come 100% out and, and said it, but they've said it, that this is all bullshit. Now, there was a press conference yesterday where the chief of police provided some more details. And when I say provided more details, what I mean is he gave uh, fucking more ammunition that this is all a crock of shit. And one of the things I noticed in all of these sound bites and clips and stories is everybody is handling this so carefully and, uh, and, and just trying to not do anything aggressive. And I think that is because this is a black and white issue. If you go after this aggressively and say she's lying or say anything that I would say, you're fucked. You can't do that. And that's kind of stupid. So let me just say, for the record, for every person that's... Because uh, this is what I keep hearing. First and foremost, we're just glad that Carly's okay. We're, that is the number one concern in, is Carly's physical and mental well-being. We got a great result here. Carly's back home. Thank Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of little uh, uh, funny things that uh, we're still trying to work out. But we're just glad she's okay. And that's it. That's all we have to say. Now, translation is, that fucking bitch is lying her ass off. All right? And all of this is bullshit. That's what that means. But no one is saying that. One of the key points is uh, the she searched online on her phone all sorts of shit, like really stupid sounding. Does it cost money to uh, file an Amber Alert? She actually searched that on her fucking phone. She searched the movie Taken. The Liam Neeson movie about a kidnapping. She searched for the movie Taken before she was kidnapped. My God. All right. This is this uh, police chief in the community, a portion of his press conference. This press conference was crazy because it falls, in my opinion, in line with that whole idea of they have to be very, very careful. All right. They have to be careful of as to what they're saying. And um, so this chief is like, I am presenting uh, facts. These are all facts. And all of these facts lead one to believe that this is all bullshit. Here we go. Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone that was left behind at the scene. 
We enlisted the help of the United States Secret Service in conducting this analysis. Part of what data includes several internet searches in the days leading up to their disappearance that I think are rele very relevant to this case. On July... This guy has a, has a mouth like Justin. I keep hearing uh, smacks and slurps and burps. 11th at 7.30 a.m., the term, you have to pay for an Amber Alert was searched. What kind of asshole thinks that you got to pay for an Amber Alert? What a dumb fuck. On July 13th at 1.03 a.m., the day... Hey, I'd like to buy an Amber Alert. How much is an Amber Alert? For disappearance. The term, how to take money from a register without being caught, <laughs> was searched. On July 13th at 2.13 a.m., the day of her disappearance, the term Birmingham bus station was searched. On July 13th, 2.35 a.m., a search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville was conducted with a departure date of July 13th. On July 13th at 12.10 p.m., a search for the movie Taken, a film about a production, was conducted. Come on. There were two searches later to Amber Alerts on a computer at Carly's place of employment, including one regarding the maximum age of an Amber Alert. Oh, no. She wanted to see if she could get her own Amber Alert. There were other searches on Carly's phone that appeared to shed some light on her mindset. But out of respect for her privacy, we will not be releasing the content of those searches at this time. Where's the nearest Hardee's? We've asked to interview Carly a second time, but have not been granted that request. As you can see, there are many questions left to be answered, but only Carly can provide those answers. That line right there, many questions to be answered, but only Carly. That means she's a lying bitch. What we can say is that we've been unable to verify most of Carly's initial statement made to investigators, and we have no reason to believe that there is a threat to the public safety related related to this particular case. This is Every Chief Nick Durzes of the Alabama, of the Hoover, Alabama Police Department. No. He's the no, chief giving us an update on, on what they've been able to uncover about um, Carly Russell, who disappeared. Now, this lady, this news reporter, she's going to say something here that I can guarantee you her boss is going to say you should not have said that. Again, everyone has been very, very careful. No one has come. I haven't heard one person come out and say what she's about to say right here she's not reading she's just presenting the news and talking about what she just heard appeared on thursday she said she was driving on the highway she saw a toddler a boy in a t-shirt and what appeared to be a diaper on the side of the road and she she pulled over called 911 told them about it and then when cops got there yeah. they found that she well, was missing yeah, sure her wig was there her car was there her food order was still in the car they didn't know that's a miracle what happened to her? Everybody was looking for this woman, Carly Russell. She ap appeared back at her house um, on Saturday. And so police have been trying to figure out what happened in that time. And, and they've uncovered some interesting stuff that appears to suggest, it appears from this news conference, that she potentially made this up. Yeah. And that <laughs> was that so hard? Was that so, and it, it was like pulling it out of her. She didn't want to do it, but she's like, I can't help it. This is so fucked up. Of course she made it all up. This is the first time I've heard anybody in all this bullshit uh, one week say that she made it all up. And she'll probably get sued.
that she took a dark bathrobe from her place of employment before she got into the car, uh, that she took granola bars and Cheez-Its. She bought them from Target, and those two things were not in the car when they got to the side of the road. Then they looked at her search history, and they found Internet searches where she was Googling Amber Alerts. She was Googling how to take money from a register without being caught. Where is the Birmingham bus station? Googling one-way tickets from Birmingham to Nashville. Hey, hey, Carly. Hey, what's up, baby? It's me, Kitty. Look, I got a great idea. You get yourself a bus ticket. Ow! Damn, are you good? Are you a nurse that knows how to massage? Because my back hurts. Anyway, you're going to get some snacks. And uh, I'll meet you at the bus station. What are you saying? Come on. Um, also, Googling. I think she's cute as hell. She is really attractive, in my opinion. The movie Taken, which is a movie about being abducted. So it appears uh, that they potentially... Um, might have a case in the future about uh, a future against Carly Russell, but they say that so far they are not even thinking about charges. We're obviously going to follow this and bring you any updates as they come. But I know- yeah, because we're just happy she's okay. She's okay. Uh, in the press conference, I didn't. It was uh, tough to hear, but I wanted to hear the question um, about. What does it take for someone to actually break the law in any type of uh, endeavor like this? Like if someone calls in, I mean, actually ask that question. Now we're moving past, hey, is she okay? And uh, where was she? How do you go about and is it worth it? Is there anything? Because basically at this point, I mean, if she's broken the law, it's not a gigantic breaking of the law. But it is breaking the law, you know. Um, I think the harm done is is already, I think the harm has already been done. There's no person on the planet, including this chick's mom and dad, who believes her. There's no way. They're just protecting her now because that's, her, that's their daughter. Um, in my opinion... It probably would make sense for the uh, the cops to just not pursue this anymore. Leave it alone. She's already fucked. Her name is... Birmingham is not a big town. And everybody's going to know her. Um, Aram says, what if someone during that time was really kidnapped and died? Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. The whole what if game, though. It, You know, I... To what end? Are we just trying to lock a person up? I mean, she's obviously fucked up. Um, but they're going to look at every uh, possible avenue. Is it really worth it? Because it's going to become uh, uh, a race issue is going to uh, emerge from this. And uh, those cops may not want, the prosecutor might not want anything to do with that type of... Uh, you know, dynamic. That's my guess. They'll be like, is it really worth it to make an example of her? And this is what we have to, because you know that that's going to happen. Um, let's Google falsifying a police report in Alabama, in Alabama. 
Kenny adds, Ashley has a good point. Uh, that alone means she needs to have some charges against her. Well, maybe. But again, it's all a matter of, is it worth it? Picking your fight, picking your battle. It's kind of like a marriage. Like shit happens around here all the time. Do I bust Diana's balls about it? No. Because you just want to keep things. If I'm the cops, I, uh, I approach her and say, look, we could very easily investigate this further and get to the bottom of this. And, uh, but we're choosing to ignore this because you are a huge pain in the ass. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing that that's what they're thinking. I predict nothing will happen further. They'll act like this is still an open thing. Um, but you know, and in the long run, in all seriousness, this hurts, um, the black community, you know, and like I was talking about the point being made about where black communities, like how come white chicks, everybody loses their mind when the pretty blonde white girl uh, gets, um, abducted, but there are uh, thousands and thousands of black women that disappear now. And, and, um, holy shit, nothing is done. And then, you know, we have yet another example of a black person lying, uh, Jesse Smollett, um, I'll even go so far as to say Bubba Wallace is a fucking liar. All that bullshit that every, that he put everybody through over the, over a pull on the garage door at the fucking track asshole. And then this crazy bitch. Uh, Corey says it's a national story. Now they have to charge her. She needs to be make it made an example of. So the rest of the country can see what happens. Ryan says, Google, I've stashed a bunch of illegal and classified documents in my bathroom behind the gold toilet with the, with the gold help. Will the gold help hide the documents from an FBI raid team? How to avoid a search warrant. Linda says Hicks in Alabama were accusing the chief of being pro LGBTQ positive because of the color of his clothes. Tyler says no harm, no foul doesn't apply in situations like this. It's a waste of resources and she should absolutely face some sort of discipline. I agree with you at the very least to make an example of why people shouldn't lie about serious things like this. Yes, but she's black and a woman. I'll just come out and say it there. That's why people have handled it the way they have. That's why they've opened up news stories with we're just glad Carly's okay. But there's questions. They're being careful because of the color of her skin. Now, you know me. I'm, I'm as pro-equality as anybody can be. But uh, this, that is what's happening here. It's because of race. Um, Ashley says, I feel like the black community is going to, is going to push the issue now. Like she's going to be disowned. Oh, I disagree with that completely. We're talking about the cops versus a black person. First of all, black people don't talk to cops. You're not there. That's just, just doesn't happen. That's the only reason why a story that's back in the news now about the investigation of, uh, uh, who killed Tupac is, is, uh, has never been solved because black people don't talk. They, 
black people don't talk to cops. That's a fucking hard and fast rule. Chris says Bubba Wallace is a fuck. I agree. Savage sack lunch. She needs to go to jail, but if she gets away with it, she might be emboldened next time. Uh, Ashley says, all right, fine. No charges, but where is the fucking lithium for this nut? Oh yeah. Um, she is, um, I guarantee you, unless she really knows how to have sex, will, uh, never be married. No dude will ever want to be with her. And she's not, no one's going to trust her ever. She won't be able to get a job. So that's a, that's also something that the cops are probably like, uh, she's going to be punished. Believe us. She will be punished. Uh, Joe Martinez says wrong, Eric, that one white chick that got charged when she claimed she was kidnapped, kidnapped by some Mexican women by a, by a Mexican woman. Yeah, I, I, I do remember that one. Tyler says, what a crazy bitch. She borderline incited a panic in that community and will face zero repercussions. Let's just fill out asshole of the day. Well, you'll get no argument from me. I wish I had come out sooner and said she's making it all up. Can you imagine if one second after the story broke one week ago, I said, yeah, she's making it up. You're a racist. Why do you say that? I go, trust me. And if it like worked out that way, Jesus, there's one other thing that she said that is just ridiculous. They determined by analyzing her tech, whether it be her phone or her Apple watch, that when she was actually on the phone with 911 reporting the toddler, she said, yes, there's a toddler on the road walking, uh, has a t-shirt on and a diaper and walk is walking down the road. Um, she was way calm when she said that and sh- her, uh, location moved 600 yards during that whole phone call. So with that, she's expecting everyone to believe that she's like following the toddler slowly as it walks in front of her car. So she's concerned about a toddler yet she's just watching it walk in front of her car and the toddler will just walk straight on the side of a very, very busy freeway. Doesn't walk into the road. Doesn't get scared. Walk to the car or walk off of the roadway into the, into the ditch. And then the point, if she was concerned, she would have gotten out and approached the child. She does not do that. That does not happen. She's just calling on the phone There was no child. She was simply rolling along on the side of the road while talking, making all of that scenario up that did not happen. Crazy bitch also claimed several other things. Um, In addition to the uh, searches, uh, she said that out of the blue, some guy with orange hair, 
uh, picked her up and said, he, at first he mumbled something, that he, I'm just here to take care of the baby. And then he snatched Carly and picked her up. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe he has the strength of 10 men. But that's probably the most far-fetched thing out of all of this, that the guy with orange hair picked her up, slung her over his shoulder, and then walked into the woods with her. That's what he says. Or that's what she said. And then she said the next thing she knew, she was in the back of a semi-truck with a baby. And she could hear talking. And uh, there was uh, another woman in there with her. And then the next thing she knows, ha, she is in a, uh, a residence somewhere. And they strip her naked. And they take photographs of her. And then the next thing she knows, she escaped. And then she ran through a, uh, like a patch of woods and the woods opened up and, oh my God, I'm at my house. And the home was right there. And then she went home and yeah, of course she got dressed first. She put her clothes back on. She found her clothes and took off, made it home. That's her story. That's what she's saying happened. This makes uh, uh, Jesse Smollett seem like a uh, uh, 100% true story. This is so fucking crazy. Oh, my God. What a sick, psycho bitch this chick is. Motherfucker. I love it. I am so happy that this happened. Cole says he had a MAGA hat on and yelled, This is Kumia country! Some of you, maybe two or three, get that reference. Kenny says her ex-boyfriend is the smartest man alive for not having anything to do with her anymore. The, the stripper she was texting is having a great week. All right. Honestly, I don't think we hear anything more about this. Uh, all right. The open and live stream brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. The multi-talented Megan, multi-talented Jamie, and Eric, and uh, whoever else works there, are doing amazing things, and they want to fix your car. So please support my sponsors by supporting them. E-R Vines. That's ervines.com, 616-532-6600. In West Michigan, get your vehicle repaired at Irvine's. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, free loaner car if needed. Berlin Racing. This weekend, berlinraceway.com. Get your tickets for 14 bucks for the Sprint Racers. When you buy them at the gate, they're 17 Now, you head in there, free parking, Try not to yell at the parking attendant like Sarah Rukrak-Roosh. She denies that. I saw it with my eyes. 15 and under gets in free. Bring a cooler with all your snacks and your beverages, but no alcohol and no glass. You will love it. You will have so much fun at Berlin Raceway. Online at berlinraceway.com. If you see somebody wearing a yellow jersey when they're walking around, that's an employee. Tell them, hey, I am here because of Eric Zane. He's awesome. Thank you. Uh, before we bring in Kyle, 
from a company that may rhyme with Humster Hivers. A word for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Mario wants you to know that he is so happy that you uh, would consider reaching out to him to get pre-approved for a mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035 from anywhere in the United States. Number one with a bullet. Please mention EZ for red carpet five-star service from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Working tirelessly so that if you are looking for uh, your first mortgage, or maybe you've done this many, many times, um, you want to get that financing, get pre-approved today, 231-332-6505. Or perhaps if you've owned your home for some time, you want to get money out of your home to pay off home improvements, maybe go on a trip, pay off a credit card. That's the way to go because especially on that credit card, if it's like 25% for God's sake, and you got $10,000 in debt on that thing, uh, the APR is is rough, okay? Um, get the money out of the home and pay a much lower interest rate on that and spread that payment out over the life of your mortgage. You'll barely notice um, what that dollar amount is more that you're paying each month, and now you're out from crippling uh, debt that is just drawing huge interest each month on you. That is, uh, that's a death nail. Avoid that. Reach out to Mario. Mention your old pal EZ. 231-332-6505. All right. Let's check out Kyle here. See what he has to say. Always fun to talk to him each Thursday right here on the show. Exane. 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 Oh, get serious. Come on now. That sounds good. Now I got to send him a text saying, call me dick. That's annoying. Call me dick. Moving on while we wait for that. All right. We are unpacking Hunter Biden. This motherfucker is a fucking crook and his dad is involved and he needs to be arrested, indicted, charged, all that shit. He's a tax cheat and the IRS is blowing the whistle on him. These two dudes... Uh, got up before Congress. The one guy, he said, look, I'm a Democrat and I'm super gay. He even had a tie with the colors of like the trans flag, the uh, like the pink blue deal. He goes, I'm totally gay and a Democrat and I'm blowing the whistle on Hunter Biden. He's a piece of shit. Uh, you see, the DOJ and the IRS... The IRS investigates, uh, well, they, you know, we all know what the IRS does. And uh, they wanted, they were trying to investigate Hunter Biden, and they had all the clues that he's a fucking tax cheat and he needs to be brought to justice. 
but uh, these whistleblowers kept getting cocked blocked by the uh, DOJ, who are the ones that would be responsible for going after this fucker. Who, if I'm Joe Biden and my son is every time I turn around is doing something fucked up to undermine my work. I mean, Bo Biden is dead. If I'm Joe Biden, I'm like, all right. uh, I wish Bo was not dead and you were, okay? But if you're not careful, you're going to be winding up like him. More on that in a minute. Hello. Well, hello, Zane. My, uh, my fucking bad. What happened? I, uh, I was not uh, paying attention to my phone. Oh uh, no! At the exact moment I should have been. Oh, no, don't worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. I told you it's a dirty snatch Thursday. It's a dirty gas Thursday, dirty. and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Is there anything worse than uh, getting intimate and then you realize there's a bad stench? Oh, Eric, we can't. Oh, dude, we can't even freaking talk about it. It's it's been some of the uh, the most awkward situations of really anybody's life, I'd say. Oh yeah, I'll never forget when I was in college. I've told this story before. Uh, I was relatively new to the game of touching a female's private area, <laughs> and uh, well, after that happened. My fucking hand smelled for about four days. You know, it's it's tricky. You know, you got to find yourself. Yeah, you got to find yourself someone who is thinking about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Someone, someone who's in a shower every once in a while. And you know what else? You know what Aaron's saying? You got me fired up now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. And I say this to my wife all the time. Um, and she's the first uh, female I've said it to because I am married. So I have like a, like a certain level of uh, fearlessness I never had before about saying stuff I want to say to women. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I tell my wife all the time, um, I go, you know, just so you know, um, you know, when you think back on your life, like, you know, in your past life, you know, your past relationships, like if you went on a date and, you know, maybe you hadn't showered in two, three days, you know, and you were just throwing on the old, the, the smell good stuff and like makeup and stuff to cover it up. Like we know, like we can tell, like as soon as you walk in the room and we hug you or whatever, like we can tell. And she was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, like we definitely know you, you smell kind of like shit. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um, of course that's, that's not with your current wife, right? Kyle. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no I didn't uh, say that to, uh, I didn't say that about her specifically. Right. Right. I was, we'll say, we'll say I was somewhat indirect. Yeah, uh, maybe I was yeah. using a little public relations, yeah. uh, but I, I may or may not have been alluding to her as well. <laughs> When I was, uh, when that happened to me with that incident, I was describing, I was living with, uh, it was me and two black guys, uh, what at, at, uh, in college. And I, I'd, I'd never had any, ex- now, this is great for me because I love rap music and all oh, this is perfect. I'm surrounded by black people. This is great. And, uh, <laughs> when I walked in the one kid who, um, he was from, uh, actually downtown Detroit, Mumford high school. His name was James Skipper. And I told him, I go, Skip. He goes, what up, B? I go, look, dude, I, uh, I, I, I touched this woman's vagina repeatedly. <laughs> and uh, now um, I cannot shake. I've been scrubbing my hand with Ajax cleanser. And then a few, <laughs> minutes, a few minutes will pass. And then 
it will again smell like her vagina. And he wrinkled up his face and he looked at me and goes, damn, it's in your paws, E. It's in your paws. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, that that is that is that's tricky business. I haven't encountered that. I mean, you know, honestly, a little bit of musk is okay when you're at because sex is dirty as hell. We all know that. I mean, it's right, supposed right. to be it's supposed to be a little primal. So you know, if there's just a little bit there to keep you honest, that's one thing. But if it smells, I mean, if you if if you're going at it and there's fucking pelicans circling around, circling around the house. That is uh that that's not good. It's it's you're right. And it, it is uh it's damn near uh, uh a relationship ender. I mean not, not like a relationship ender if you're not really in a relationship at the time, but yeah, I mean it's like uh, when you encounter a stench or uh um yeah, or a stench or an order that it, it's of a certain degree, then you're just dealing with a different type of person, you know what right, I mean? Right. Because you got like a certain type of people like, you know what? I'm going to clean this fucking thing. Um, and then you got some people who are just like, ah, what does it fucking matter? And you yeah. know, we're over here saying it, it matters a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit, it does you know? matter. It matters. It definitely matters. And, and the same goes for guys. Guys' ding-dongs can, uh, can be quite gross, too. But the problem— Oh, for sure. The difference is women, the entire apparatus is closed like, you know, a, a, uh, a, a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> okay? And, and a guy— you know, other than his ding dong being smashed together in the underwear, it has more uh, uh, opportunities for ventilation. You know. Yeah, and, but I will say though, there there are some air. You know, like right in those crevices. Uh, you know, it does get oh, yeah. a bit a bit rank. I will say. Yeah, you but got- yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, those crevices still remain on the outside of the body. You know what I mean? Yeah, once you start getting into the inside of the body, like yeah, yeah those, those yeah. are a different ball game. Those those smells. So. We can't have that, you know. It's got to be, yeah. You got to got to be careful. I think. I I think that. Um, have you? Um, can you imagine? Because you know this has happened in history where a guy has been uh, massively in love with a woman, and uh, then at some point though he's like he's got to that deal uh, uh, deal breaker phase, and he's like I'm gonna have to tell her that I can't marry her unless she starts to uh, take care of her hygiene. And yeah, 100%. A, it, it had to have happened, dude, what, especially what, in the yeah. medieval days. Oh, what a conversation that is. Look, your snatch is very smelly. Yeah. I, I can't even. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is, that is, um, that's remarkable to me, you know? Now, what, let me ask you this. Um, so yesterday when you texted me, you said, uh, we're going to be talking about dirty gashes tomorrow. So you, you plan this topic out. Like you want to talk about dirty gashes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did something happen to you recently? No, what? no. It, uh, I, I actually, I should say that I, I am not a hundred percent. It, it kind of just happened. I don't even know how in the schematic of this conversation. I think it's because <laughs> when I when I wrote, it's a dirty gash Thursday. That was just a joke. But now that we're onto it, we might as well break it down. This is proof positive that we can talk about anything on this show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, who's who's going to stop us? The FCC? I don't right. fucking think so. No, 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 no. They can't. They can't do anything. 
Um, and then you, and then you, and then you know we'll end up as like guest stars on like like ninety six nine or something. They're like, yeah, we heard you guys talking about dirty gashes, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's how we roll. Oh yeah, D- dude. I have uh, as more and more time passes with me not doing a morning radio show. We're going on five years now. Um, I have said so many things on this <laughs> on this show that there's no way that they would not get some type of blowback from what I've said in the past, or maybe they'll hear it themselves and be scared off. You know, we're talking about dirty twats. We're uh, yeah. you know, saying all sorts of crazy shit about Carly Russell. Oh my God. The things, <laughs> the things that have flown out of my mouth, making fun of that kid during the, uh, uh a County commission meeting. Oh God. Uh, so canceled, can <laughs> canceled before it even starts. I know. Like, yeah, at this point, I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I'm sure you thought about it. I, I don't think we talked about it before. Really, yeah, like, what if like some radio station came along and was like, "We'll give you 250 G's a year, baby," which I know is is unrealistic because I've heard the radio industry is not is not where you make the money, baby. But what would you do? Would you take it? Like, no, no, no. I like this freedom. If they offered me uh, that type of money or more, and I had to give this up, you know, I can always go back to this. And it, uh-huh. it would happen. It would absolutely happen. Um, but you know, then I then I would consider it if it was if it was life changing money. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm only a handful of years from really starting to think about not about retiring. I mean, my God, how, right. how long am I going to sit in front of a camera uh, telling people to go fuck themselves? <laughs> you know, if, if there's any job that you could do forever, that would be it, I would say, though. You know, <laughs> you know what's true about that? I mean, is there is there an interesting side to, like, let's say we fast forward two decades and I'm 73 telling people to eat my asshole. Would that be hilarious? <laughs> Dude, I straight up have thought about it millions of times. You know, like, even when you're, like, a younger kid, like, you start kind of scratching the surface where you go... You know what? Like old people right now are wearing fucking khakis and like uh, plaid shirts, and you know what I mean. Like the old people get up, and you're like, and we're over here wearing like band tees and like shorts and stuff. So you start thinking about you're like, definitely when my generation gets older, we'll probably be wearing like some young looking shit. But then it does evolve into that conversation of like. What is our culture going to be like as old people? Like when I'm fucking old, dude, I plan to be exactly like this, but just like a like wrinkly. Like I'll be swearing at the grandkids, dude. I don't care. You know what I mean? Just talking about pussies and asses. And oh stuff. yeah. Like, who cares? That's- I would love that. I think that that is an untapped bit of uh, of of like hilarity and content. Is old man? Oh, for sure. Old man who just crushes it on what he says and do- and gives zero fucks. Holy shit! I love that. I'll be, I'll be like the, like the grandpa who's like, uh, you know, like maybe the kids like, Oh, I don't fucking know. Like 12, 13. And he's like hanging out or whatever. I just look at him all, all crazy after I pop my, my 20 pills and just be like, yeah, yeah. Your dad ever tell you about the uh, looking pussy? Oh. And, he'll be, <laughs> and, he'll, and he's like, ah, you know, but by that time, by the time I'm a grandpa, I imagine society would be so much more like, uh, like, uh, uh, politically correct at that point that you that parents probably won't even have the talk yeah I mean, you gotta be a, a dirty old grandpa just walk around and be like yeah you ever got your dick sucked you know what oh, I, mean? God. Like I can't i can't even imagine that i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far i would only i would <laughs> i would only blurt it out when no one is around me because 
when okay, I, when, I, when I'm yelling shit into this microphone and looking at a camera, I mean, I can see that there's people that are listening, you know, the usual three dozen, but uh, at the same time, <laughs> they're not here with me, you know? Right. I'm almost more reserved when we're doing a show where there's actually a live audience. Like when we do the Ben and Eric podcast, I can see people's faces. So I, I'm getting uh-huh. reactions to what I'm saying. And then I'm like, oh, they didn't like that. Fuck. And then I'm like, I'm like, you know, squeamish about it or I'm, I'm apprehensive to say something fucked up. Ah, I see what we got going on here. See, I, I, I feel like I would actually thrive and if it was like if I had a live audience in front of me, I'd probably be like better. Like when, when I'm doing the, the, the podcast, I feel like I would be like like on the Chibians just fucking just going nuts, baby. Well, I, yeah. I like the crowd though. That's just me. Yeah, but then if you say something and you know it's funny and they don't react and like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's funny. Laugh, you dicks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's there. There is comedy. I will say in uh, self-deprecating, but like aiming the self-deprecating at the receiver. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Have you been following anything in the world in the last week since we last spoke? As in, um, actually, um, I have. There's nothing, dude. There's there's like nothing going on. At least that's piques my interest but i do want to tell you uh this fucking this is this is a beautiful story and i'll tell you why it's a beautiful story because it it highlights that even all of the universe's creatures um when they come across me there they know that like this guy's fucking wild and this is a perfect example why so last friday um i was out in the truck came back at noon because i was going to interview a guy right so like I'm outside and I go into the building to interview the guy and like I shake his hand and like I'm going to sit down, but I have boxer briefs on, right? And I feel like this pinch in my leg and I'm like, oh fuck. I just tell the guy, I'm like, yeah, I think I got some of my leg hairs caught in like my briefs or something and just pulled him out and he was like, oh man, that's the worst. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm talking to him, but then I go later and I pull, I um, went to pull out my phone out of my pocket and it, guess what, Eric Zane? It was a fucking bee, dude. So somehow Whoa. a bee uh, cataclysmically, if that's, that's not a fucking word, he flew oh, it into is. my fucking... It is. <laughs> he, pulled, he somehow flew into my pants, um, into my left pocket, which, I mean, I'm looking at, like, the entrance to my pocket now. It's not huge. So he flies in there somehow, and then as I sit down, he's like, well, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he starts stinging. And then I got to look like a nut job in front of this guy as I flung, I flung like a fling a bee out of my pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, I'm still trying to um, get the singer out of there. I'm not going to walk around my house naked with mustard on my leg. You know what I mean? Oh, no, dude, the, the stinger's not in there. It, it probably came out, um, and that, that had to hurt like hell. Holy yeah, shit! It wasn't, well, I got like a like a somewhat of a higher pain tolerance, um, so like I I just literally thought I was like, yeah, hey, I just ripped some hairs out of my legs. But then when I saw that bee, I was like, that fucker was in there just attacking, God, baby. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus, now, but how did the guy react when you when there was a, a bee that you're pulling it out of there? Oh, he thought it was hilarious. He was he was younger, uh, like like a younger dude, so he oh, thought yeah. it was hilarious. He, he, I he, thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, what are the fucking chances of that? You know what I mean? Are you hiring him? Do you, have you made a decision yet? No, we couldn't actually. Uh, we reached out to the insurance company. He's too young. So, oh, fuck. Well, how old was he? Seventeen. I think he was like nineteen or twenty. But you got to be at least twenty-one on our insurance. Ah, fucking shit. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, anything on tap for this weekend? 
Oh, oh, fuck. You know, Eric Zane, last week, that was last weekend was like a rare occurrence where I knew what the fuck I was doing on the weekend. But I fucking don't know once again, Eric Zane. I think, uh, I think something's happening, um, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think something's happening, but I don't know what it is. Gotcha. That is, yeah, that's, uh, the, the, that's the Kyle Tiller manifesto I right there. It. I think something's happening, but I don't know what it is. All right. Uh, my best to you and yours. As always, I appreciate the time. All right. Love you guys and uh, clean them gashes. Yeah, clean gashes and watch out for the bees. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. All uh, right. Love you guys. Love you, man. See ya. There you go. Kyle from Dumpster Divers. I always love talking to him. So much fun. So tell me about your fucking dumpster experience. Quote. Is that a bee in your pocket or are you happy to see me? Kenny writes, imagine having an interview with Kyle as the interviewer. I want to know how that would go. Yeah. A 70-year-old big fraud Zane won't remember that his real name is Eric. Young Adam Schwab, big fraud selling out his podcast audience for the almighty dollar. Don't worry. That won't happen. Um, well, first of all, if I was hired for that amount of money, um, well, that that just won't happen. Second of all, if I was offered a radio job, the only way I would take the radio job is if they let me uh, do this. Unless, of course, they said, we're going to pay you a huge amount of money, but you have to give up the podcast job. That would be ridiculous if it, they said, okay, 500000 because then I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to. But that that isn't going to happen anyway. Radio is fucking dead. And I'm going to be dead if I don't go pee. Uh, I must take a break. But I'll be back because I want to talk more about this fucking scumbag Hunter Biden and this goddamn cover-up uh, to keep this guy from getting in trouble. Why is everybody still protecting this guy? That And you see, that's the problem. That's the only thing that, that the Democrats or the Republicans have. They're, 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 they're bitching about this. Like, well, oh, my God, it's preferential treatment because... And it's like, well, yeah, no kidding. That's the uh, son of the president. That should not surprise you. And it's also corrupt as hell. All right. Uh, questions. Uh, Amy says, I have a question about the Justin that everyone hates. Who is he and why does everyone hate him? I don't know the backstory. Thanks. Ryan says, go back and listen to the show. Easy describes everything. She says, ah, okay, we'll do. Ryan says, basically, he was brought in to fill Joe's job at Freebird Hollings after Joe slid into the host chair after Easy got fired. Thanks, Ryan. Justin is the guy that Zane got a job for. That Zane got a job for at FBHW by getting fired. A spot opened up. Um, he then quit FBHW to go to Chicago for some radio gig and has since been canned. The thing about him is, I mean, everybody says, oh, he's so nice. And he might be, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never spoken to him, but, um, the, he drew an unbelievable amount of, uh, negativity because of his particular behavior on the show there. A lot of one-upsmanship, you know? I mean, first of all, it's not his fault that Freebear and Hot Wings said, here, here's a microphone. Go ahead and use it. That has been a complaint that I've had about that show for a long time. 
Not everyone should get a microphone, but yet that's what they do. Even though they have a number of people on that show who are not qualified to use a microphone or in the past have been the same way. So they give this guy a fucking loaded weapon and, uh, Hey, go ahead, do it. And he, he, you know, every story seems so preposterously, uh, uh, so much of a lie and silly and nonsense that everybody turned on the guy. Cole says, is it better to be on one station in Chicago or 40 stations, the size of Grand Rapids? Uh, I would say 40 stations, the size of Grand Rapids. Um, it does uh, better for job security, but I, I would guess, I would guess that he, now this is my theory that he started to feel like he was being squeezed or disliked because it just seems so crazy to me, the things that he would put the audience through. I don't know. I'm just speaking completely out of school. I don't think anybody liked that guy. All right. So um, get this. And, and I'm doing this because it's appropriate for me to talk about this Hunter Biden. If I ignore Hunter Biden, I'm a phony too. You can't ignore something like this. The IRS whistleblowers, these two dudes, one of them is a gay guy, Democrat, says, yeah, uh, this is bullshit. He should be invested. We, we have investigated him. Now, why is he not being, uh, uh, is he, why is he not facing the music by the Department of Justice? And they believe that it's because he is the son of Joe Biden. And I have a hard time not seeing it that way. And you know who else I'm going to say is, is great here? Marjorie Taylor Greene. You give her a lot of shit, but now she's got her teeth sunk into something that actually is worth it. And she is not going to let go. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from L.A. to Dulles. All this stuff came out in the investigation. This is a Senate subcommittee hearing. She's taking the key horrible points, blowing them up to hold, and proving that not only is he uh, should he be busted for this tax issue, but what he does on his day-to-day dealings with people. And in this case, it's paying for sex um, across state lines, which is trafficking. This was a, I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's, this is his uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Who look, appears to be nude. He flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. And I would like to um, point out that if he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the Mann Act, Mr. Ziegler? So I can talk to... That's the IRS whistleblower, the gay guy. Specifically, what's in my tran or what's in my transcript regarding the Man Act? So I know we were compiling the information together. 
Yes, but Mr. Ziegler, travel, as, as the law states, by the, by the code of the law, it states traveling, paying someone to go across state lines is, is prostitution. It's a violation of the Mann Act. Let me just move on just one more, one more second here. Uh, so when her, when She's her, like, all right, next, next thing. This woman to do this with him, to travel across state Okay, there's all the fucking footage of a pork in this chick. ...lines from California to Washington, D.C. Look at, they, they've blackened out her ass crack. I don't know what this thing is in the hand. I think it might be his cock. That might be Hunter Biden's cock in between her hands. On June 15th, this is a violation of the Mann Act. This was prostitution. Let me continue. <laughs> Did Hunter Biden okay. also... Okay, now there's a bunch of people on the left who are saying, can you believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene showed nude pictures of Hunter Biden. It's like, well, who gives a fuck? Use his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes. Can you hold on one second? Oh. Chairman? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give you this additional time back. Thank you. Guys, I don't know what this guy's doing. So regarding man act violations, what we can do is given by the statute, uh, we can turn those over to the House Ways and Means Committee, and then we can tur- they, they can decide to vote to turn them over to you regarding man act. Yep, thank you, Mr. Ziegler. Um, so talking about Hunter Biden using his company, a Wasco PC, to pay prostitutes, this is also a sp- suspicious activity report showing that victim one, the the woman that w- okay. You remember in like the Murdoch thing where when the boat accident happened, that's when they started to get into Alex Murdoch's financial life, which revealed all sorts. Oh, shit. That's bullshit. It revealed all sorts of um, uh, issues with uh, how his business dealings are and all sorts of uh, uh, theft claims were bolstered about um. Jennifer uh, what do you call it? Insurance fraud on people and bilking his clients. That all came to light because of the boat accident, which then led to uh, the murders of Paul and the mom. You know, this is what we're having here because this is, was basically an IRS investigation on, on Biden that ended up uncovering all these salacious details. Uh, and the and the IRS discovered them, and that's these two IRS agents are the ones that are blowing the whistle, who are now having the opportunity to speak in front of Marjorie Taylor Greene and other senators and and, and uh, members of the House of Representatives. Hunter Biden using his company Owasco PC to pay prostitutes. This is also a sp- suspicious activity report showing that victim one, the the woman that was paid for prostitution that traveled from California to Washington D.C., paid for by Hunter Biden. This is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you, you all have looked at these too, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of Owasco. Um, but but I would like to point out this is not really what most paralegals do <laughs> she's holding up 
the the sh the, the shot of the chick holding his cock. Um, and and it's very serious that Hunter Biden was paying this woman through his law firm, and then writing it off as business tax exemptions. Most most people write off, uh, you know, their tax write off things for their taxes through their businesses, like a gas mileage. Uh, put up an Eric Zane Show podcast, billboard, things like that. Meal or uh, say office. Not fresh pussy. Supplies. Um, but can you confirm for me that Hunter Biden had written off payments to prostitutes through his law firm, Owasco? I appreciate the question given by the statute. Uh, I'm limited in my testimony today, and I, I respectfully would need to turn those records over to the House Ways and Means Committee. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ziegler. One, one, last, one last question. Okay, so she's just doing this to point it out. She knows that's the answer she's going to get. This whistleblower, by the way, is, I mean, he wants Hunter Biden uh, to be arrested. He wants Hunter Biden to face the music. Uh, that's why he's there. So this is not an adversarial exchange between the whistleblower and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, you referred to one of the assistants as West Coast assistant. I believe this is the West Coast assistant. Could you agree with that? So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts. And then that $10,000 golf club membership Yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. <laughs> for a sex club payment. Um, payments such as this through from, from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Um, also, Mr. Shapley. Come on. Look Mr. At, Chairman, um, we're, there's, a, there's a pic here of Hunter Biden getting a blowjob. 53 seconds over, as long as Ms. Ocasio-Cortez can get it. It says um, Hunter Biden I, recorded I will, uh, multiple sex tapes of the prostitute that he paid for. So Biden, and then uh, he recorded all this shit. And I don't know how it got into the hands of these um, people. Mr. Shapley, you, you started an investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, which opened in November of 2018. Um, it, it was an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online. There is, um, oh, hold on a second, I didn't hear that. Pornography platform. Um, this this is evidence uh, Mr. Mr. of of Hunter Mr. Biden Mr. Chairman, making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Becoming, making um, pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman? In the committee, the lady's time's expired and uh, went two and a half minutes over. Mr. Bufume wants the two and a half minutes. He can have it if if he wants to yield some to Miss Ocasio Cortez when she goes. She can have it. We'll make it right. Two and a half minutes. You all have an extra two and a half minutes. Chair, recognize Mr. Bufume for point of order. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. State your point. Um, my understanding is that this committee was provided the suspicious activity reports on the condition that it not publicize them for the reason that they she didn't care actually even allegations, much less evidence of anything. And uh, my colleague from Georgia has now just uh, revealed that, it uh, publicly that 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 is a good point. However, that suspicious activity report has been public for years. That suspicious activity report was on the internet long before I became chairman of this committee. So that particular suspicious activity report has already been publicized. Thank you for that clarification. Right. She had said it was part of the... Alright, so one of the things suggesting is uh, at certain 
moments in the timeline, Joe Biden has said, I was not with my son. I was not with my son. And, and there's evidence of Hunter Biden saying, hey, I'm with my dad. And he says I should blank, blank, blank. All sorts of a weirdness and it and, and, and reeks of a cover-up. It reeks of preferential treatment. And I could not agree more. Uh, yes, absolutely. This is a cover up, and I don't know uh, why uh, Joe Biden. I mean, I understand it's a son, but for fuck's sake, there comes a time when you gotta fucking let this guy free. He's gotta face the music. Ryan says, honest question. I don't understand. Why is all of this being talked about in Congress? What is the link to Joe Biden and the presidency? Yeah, he has, um, he has maintained that he's distanced himself, Biden, um, Joe Biden from his son and it has not been aware of his business dealings and has, uh, has nothing to do with it. Um, and, and, and that has come up as he, they think he's lying about that. Now, I don't know if that's breaking any law, but ethically, ethically, which is a big deal. I mean, how many times have we looked at Republicans and said, ethically, they're, they're destructive. We gotta, we gotta stop this. I mean, it, it goes both ways. I mean, if we're going to, if, if Democrats are going to be on their high horse talking about, we got to fight for what's good in the world and we got to we got to do right by our fellow man and we got to love and we got to help and all this other stuff is uh, that all sounds great. But if the commander in chief is in on the whole damn gig with covering up the indiscretions of the sun, it's a little weird. There's an ethics issue there. Okay. Uh, Aram says the kids illegal actions could be used in extortion of the president is also a problem. The whole thing stinks. Um, so I, uh, this fucking Hunter Biden is a piece of shit and we need dad to come out there and say, Hey, uh, my son is a fucking asshole. He's, uh, and, and just distance himself from the fucking guy instead of, um, uh, uh what it appears to be the department of justice dragging their feet on going after this motherfucker. And and that's the other problem. If they can produce, that's why the whistleblowers, the IRS whistleblowers are there. They're there to say, we have all the evidence we need. Um, We've investigated. We have determined that he has broken several laws that need to be punished. Okay. You or I would be punished for all of these things. What they're trying to prove, or at least make it seem, is that because he's the son of the president, the Department of Justice, uh, what's his name? Merrick Garland? What the fuck is his name? I don't know. The guy who is, is uh, the, the attorney general, the Department of Justice is not pursuing this and they're cock blocking everything. And that's what these whistleblowers were saying, that it is a preferential treatment, which I mean, come on now here we have uh, Trump being indicted. Now, what will be three times. And obviously that's going to happen because they don't want him to be president anymore. 
if there was, um, if there's any doubt about what the motivation of uh, how the White House is driving the idea of who's getting charged with what, it couldn't be more obvious. Three indictments on the president. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't happen. Okay. I think that they, I think that they all should happen on Trump. I think he should be indicted. He should have to defend himself, but Hunter Biden should be indicted too. And the reason why, in my opinion, he's not being indicted is because the president is telling the department of justice, don't you fucking bust my son. That's the issue. And I fucking love this. This is great. I am in lockstep with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've never said that. She's 100% right. She looked kind of hot there, too, I have to admit. Uh, Savage Sack Lunch says, the father shouldn't be punished for the sins of the son. But, yeah, Hunter Biden should go to jail. Well, okay, but what if the father is getting in the way and cock-blocking the Department of Justice and keeping them from doing their job. That's the problem. They're trying to determine that right now. And they're very close. Now, ask yourself, in the grand scheme of things, you got Trump indicted for paying off porn star. You got Trump indicted for telling psychos to go fight like hell at the Capitol. You've got Trump indicted for trying to overthrow the election in Georgia. Um, some more serious than others. But I would say equally serious is if they can actually prove and determine that Biden is getting in the way of his son facing justice. Also, a huge serious problem. Different, but also very, very serious. Savage Sack Lunch says, yeah, they have to prove that, though. From what um, from what I can tell, the president doesn't have any real power. Um, right. And, and they're, tr- but they, again, if they can prove that, if they can determine that there is a paper trail or maybe somebody has a text message or something. And let's be honest here. He did. He is. Biden is doing that. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know if people care. I mean, I care. I love it when people who fuck up have to be held accountable. You or I would. Why would anybody, whether they love Biden or love Trump, be opposed to them facing the music? I would not vote for Trump. It's great that he's indicted. Though I would vote for Biden, I think he should be indicted for this. Of course, that's the way it goes. I think they're both horrible. If only there could be another candidate that wasn't a fucking scumbag. You know? All right. Very interesting. Bring back the Gary Johnson fella. Yeah, right. Okay. Something else that's going on. There is a movie out right now that um, 
all the brainwashed QAnon fuckers are seeing. It's called, um, it's with Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Passion of the Christ. He played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. And he's really gone off the reservation over the years. He's uh, really into like crazy QAnon shit. And uh, we got to save our children from the bloodthirsty demons and the uh, cabal of childs, all that crazy QAnon shit. I mean, he is off the fucking reservation. And uh, there's a movie, and he's in this fucking movie out. I forget what it's called. Some movie, uh, Sound of Freedom. That's it, Sound of Freedom. And um, there's a Rolling Stone writer who wrote a review of this movie. Uh, Miles Klee is the writer's name on Rolling Stone, who, you know, just uh, reviews the movie for what it is. And that is a huge propaganda for QAnon pile of shit. Jim Caviezel is going to like some South American or Central American uh, country to rescue children who have been abducted and are being used in the sex industry or something like that. And, um, I took one look at it and I, well, actually I looked at who was going to see it and the usual far right suspects were like, Oh my God, this is so great. It's such a great movie. And everybody saw it by the way, uh, half the country, all the people that voted for Trump and our wackos love the movie and they go to see it. It makes a ton of money on the box office, it makes more money than the new Indiana Jones movie. I mean, it really did well. It only costs like $14 million to make this pile of shit. And it made like a hundred million. Making a ton of cash. That's the thing to do. You got to go ahead and you got to make a, uh, a a movie that appeals to those wackos. And everybody's going to go see it. In fact, I have, a, uh, I have a trailer of this pile of shit that I, that, that I want to play for you. Well, anyway, this Rolling Stones uh, author, Miles Klee, uh, ripped it a new one. I'm going some uh, somewhere with this because uh, Miles Klee ripping it a new one led to uh, a, a unbelievable moment from our friends in Ottawa County. That's right. The Ottawa County uh, mental health uh, boss or something like that. Anyway, this is the trailer for uh, Sound of Freedom. reviewer wrote that he was surrounded by people with white hair and they were all coughing and cheering with every line. That's this growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. For homeland security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. 
You have failed to bring me one real world lead. It's over, Tim. Close up and come back home. So you quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. What if this was your daughter? All right, I can't watch anymore. Anyway, um, Rolling Stone writer ripped it a new one. It was a great review. It was hilarious uh, about how implausible it is, how corny it is, how much of a propaganda film it is for QAnon, and... Don't let the uh, uh, edited nicely together trailer fool you. This movie is for brainwashed simpletons uh, who are fucking idiots. So Miles Klee uh, made this review. And this guy who works for Ottawa County uh, wrote to him or wrote about it. A relatively new Ottawa County community mental health board member. alleged that a Rolling Stone writer, writer, not writer, writer, was either a victim of the deadly woke mind virus or retarded after publishing the movie review. In the July 17th email titled Mental Illness to Rolling Stone staff writer Miles Klee, Ottawa County Community, Community Mental Health Board member Jason Monroe told Klee that he's possibly retarded and that if he was, there is no solution. Now I'm torn here because I am on an effort, a long-term story arc effort to take that word and use it for good. I'm trying to lift that word away from any person who has any mental illness or has a cognitive or emotional impairment. You know, the hand that they're dealt. It's not my fault that in the 1960s, uh, that term, uh, mental retardation, was introduced by the medical community. You could turn around anywhere and say, this child is suffering from retardation and nobody batted an eye. Got kind of weird because then we started to call people who are stupid and assholes retarded or things in general are retarded. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's retarded. There's no denying it. The word works. It's strong. It's to the point. It's funny. I'm sorry. Screw you if you don't think that word is funny. But I'm trying to lift it away from where it was linked to, to what it is now. Like Justin from Free Bear and Hot Wing Show. Retarded. This child. Not. Now, yeah, I know this is a weird hill to die on. And it's also weird that uh, the guy writes that 
I would be a complete scumbag if I said that this idiot, who is a far-right idiot in Ottawa County, I would be a complete scumbag if I indicted him for retarded word usage. I can't do it. I have to side with the guy. Though I think the movie is retarded, and he is also retarded for a litany of other things, but him calling the writer retarded? I'm in line with that. That's good retarded word usage. Please try to stay with me here if you're someone who's watching me for the first time or don't know what I'm all about. We got to get behind this word as a society because I want to call people retarded. All right. Um, Special Olympics, though, they disagree. They say that those who use the R word often do so with little regard for the pain it causes people with intellectual disabilities. Well, don't tell them. And the exclusion it perpetrates. And we don't actually call people who have impairments retarded these days, do we? No, we call people who are retarded, retarded. It has nothing to do with a person who's crossing the finish line at the Special Olympics. I wouldn't dream of that. Come on. But people generally want to eliminate this word. That makes me sad. Klee, the writer, Miles Klee, released a screenshot of Monroe's email on Twitter. Um which that's how everybody got wind of this. And then now we're talking about it here. Uh, Monroe told M live, the grand rapids press, his comments came after Clee's July 7th review of the film sound of freedom before declining to comment further. Monroe said he was, this is where Monroe, he's losing me here. This dude quote. Yes. I'm referring to emotional retardation. Something I've recently struggled with myself. So he's deflecting. He's splitting hairs here. And he's trying to turn it back on him. You see, I'm a little retarded too. I'm emotionally retarded is what I am. That's what he's trying to do. Uh, Monroe was appointed to the Ottawa County Community Mental Health Board of Directors in March by the ultra-conservative Ottawa Impact Majority Faction on the county board. Uh... In his application to serve on the board, Monroe said he wanted to be appointed to help other people and to help my community better understand alcoholism and addiction. All right. He listed his experiences as having done a, quote, lot of volunteer work and an interest in doing more. Community Mental Health Board Chair Robert Brown in a statement said the organization is dedicated to treating all people in a dignified and respectful manner. You see, I would not. Not all people deserve to be treated in a dignified and respectful manner. All of the people in Ottawa impact do not deserve to be treated in a dignified and respectful manner because they're retarded. We do not support the use of any word or phrase that perpetrates the stigma stigmatization of prejudice against individuals with intellectual or developmental disabilities or the communities we serve. Brown wrote, he's not, we will continue to inform and educate our board member staff and the public about the importance of the words we use. Well, that sounds woke. Do you see it all comes back around? You can't be sitting there 
and, and be accusing people every time you talk of, yeah, we're not going to be woke here. And then your own guy has to turn around and give the woke speech to the guy who says he's never going to be woke. That's woke. Uh, Monroe told M Live, the Grand Rapids Press, that Clee's movie review was utterly reprehensible. That's bullshit. It was a great review. That movie's a stinking pile of shit. All right. I'll link it up. The movies, here's what we've learned. That movie sucks. Jim Caviezel is a QAnon kook. Anybody who watches it is a psychopath. Uh, the R word no longer belongs to people who have cognitive and emotional and intellectual disabilities. And it only belongs to people like Ottawa impact. And we need to bring it back for them alone. You see how I turned that on its ear. I am the only one who was able to, who was able to do that, navigate that. Uh, IMKO says Louis CK did a bit about this with uh, the word F rhymes with maggot. All right. All right. Brilliant minds think alike. All right. Zane South Park has a perfect example of this. Rich says if they are special, are they really offended by someone referring to a dumb action? As retarded. Zane will be flying a retard flag at the next Ottawa County meeting. Uh, All of what I've said here is yet another reason of why I will never be hired. Never. Ever. Hired on a radio station. For a, I mean, honestly, if this got out, like, what I'm doing here to, like, my bosses at the radio station now, I'd be fucking fired. Just fired. He's, he's look what he's saying. He's an asshole. You got to cut ties with him. It is my goal here on this show to be upfront with everything about what I say. I don't. I don't. I'm not dodging anything. You got to be upfront with people and just be right in their face. This is where I stand on this. Are you? Can you take it, or do you? Are you going to cower and just run away like a ch- and fire me? Come on now. All right. Uh, get a t-shirt. You can get it at ericzaneshow.com. Click merch. Thank you to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579 is the number. Is the number. 616-516-8579 is the number. I'm going to want to see those phone lines lighting up city of Warren. Uh, call Joe to get the AC tuned up warm months. You need that thing running, right? If you don't, you run the risk of it breaking down and it will run less efficiently. It'll work harder for longer, costing you more money in electricity. Okay. Uh, have it running at uh, the optimum level so it can be as efficient as possible and minimize the risk for a breakdown. And all that is, is giving Joe $79 once a year to get the AC tuned up. That's it. 
616-516-8579. Okay, uh, O'Neill's having a dream. Okay, I don't think he's going to do it. He started to. Uh, the asshole of the day today needs to happen. Yesterday, we had the mayor of Wyoming, Michigan. Oh, my God. Nothing more about that. That was a dude who tried to overturn the election in Michigan. Um, gotta be Carly Russell. I mean, come on. I don't think you, I don't think she should, is going to get away with that. Maybe she will. I don't know. Carly Russell is your asshole today. Brought to you by TC paintball. Congratulations. Good luck in your future endeavors. That is going to do it. For your old pal EZ on the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you start to feel down, just remember this. Keep reaching for the stars. Thank you so much, folks. I appreciate you. Be uh, back on Patreon a little bit. And we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. tell you, you make Kevin James look like Daniel Day-Lewis. Now, in case you were wondering, Trump may think he's the booger diggity, but he's about as explosive as a wet fart on a summer day. I'd rather dive into a pool of Cheeto dust than waste another second on his pompous blabbering. So, Owen Books, how about you find a hobby that doesn't involve spreading virtual nonsense? Maybe try using that bowl of yours to catch your own tears of mediocrity. And while you're at it, do us all a favor and crawl back under that rock of yours. If it isn't first in us, what kind of furry nightmare are you living in? Seriously, I've seen less cringeworthy conventions on the inside of my own eyelids. You really think California is being taken over by a bunch of people dressed up like animals? Clearly, your brain is tying itself in knots tighter than a circus contortionist.
Let me tell you something, sunshine. If furries taking over California is your biggest concern right now, then maybe you need to reevaluate your life choices. Because last time I checked, there are much bigger problems in the world than people running around in plush suits pretending to be wild animals. So do us all a favor and take that stick out to your ass before it turns into an actual tree costume. In fact, why don't we put together a convention just for people with bizarre fixations like yourself? We could call it the batshit bonanza, where everyone parades around wearing costumes made from recycled nightmares and indulges in their wildest fetishes involving glue. Taco Bell employees showering them in golden streams, don't ask. Or even sticking live ferrets where the sun don't shine. Yai. There's Snuttlefuck. Listen here, numbnuts, Owen Bucks. You think becoming an alpha male is as easy as putting on a furry costume? You're about as clueless as sleepy Joe stumbling through his own thoughts. But hey, if you want to channel your inner wild animal, I've got some tips for you. First off, start by gluing your asshole shut. Yeah, that's right. It'll give you the discipline and restraint of a true alpha. And while we're at it, why not indulge in a golden shower from a Taco Bell employee? Talk about asserting dominance... But let's not forget the importance of personal hygiene. Lactate nacho cheese all over your... This is sick. Beta males run in fear. Now, here's where things get interesting. How about licking Nutella off a hobo's foot for a measly $5 bill? That kind of determination.